0: Saving Thousands is brought to you in part by RP Funding. RP Funding, Inc. is licensed and can offer loans in Alabama, Arkansas, Florida, Kentucky, Louisiana, North Carolina, Ohio, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, Virginia, and West Virginia, and is also licensed by the Mississippi Department of Banking and Consumer Finance and by the Pennsylvania Department of Banking and Securities. Office is located at 500 Wonderly Place, Suite 300, Maitland, Florida, 32751, telephone 321-397-4420. RP Funding's nationwide mortgage licensing system ID number is 70168, and Robert Palmer's NMLS ID number is 76197.
1: Hey, we're Saving Thousands with Robert Palmer, right here on the Saving Thousands radio network. You know how much money you've got in your wallet right now? All right. Okay. I'll give that to you. How much money do you owe on the credit cards that are in your wallet? How much are those credit cards costing you right now? And you say, well, I'm not using them. Well, really, you don't have to be using those credit cards. to cost you money. All right. You're not at home, but that home is still costing you money. You're not using the air conditioning and heating right now. The chances are before you go home, the heat or the air will turn on. And there's more dollars. You're not using the cable at home, but you still have to pay the cable bill. You get where I'm going? Every day, the meter keeps running on our money. And we get a check at the end of the week or the 1st and the 15th that's supposed to be able to cover all that and maybe even have some money for us to go out to eat, head to the lake for the weekend, have an annual vacation. Well, in order to do all that, wouldn't it be great if we were in charge of our money? If at any given time, We knew how much our interest was costing us. We knew what our plan was to bring those interest rates down. We had plans on cutting our home ownership cost. Well, all of these things come to you every day on this radio station from Robert Palmer. Today, we'll talk about the Saving Thousands rules to success. We'll talk about today's kids and a real non-education when it comes to money. We'll talk about refi. Well, is there still money in the refi promotion where Robert is paying the closing cost? I'm going to ask him. We'll talk about a college housing solution that could very well be a great investment. We'll talk about PMI. What is PMI and why are we paying it? We'll talk about the strategy of paying down our credit cards and what day we pay our credit cards could mean everything. And we'll go back to refis and we'll talk about fees that people charge on refinancing. Robert, where do you want to get
0: started? Rob, we've got rule number three, which is the three-day rule. This is the three-day waiting period on large purchases. Uh, you know, this is a big one. You know, you want to go buy that new car. I want you to sit. On it. I want you to think about it for three days. Right? If you decide you want to buy a house, I want you to think about that decision for three days. Now, I do not want you to wait three days after you find the home you love because someone else will buy it out from underneath you. Uh, but, but from when when you look at your your spouse or you look in the mirror at yourself and say, you know what, I want to become a homeowner. Before you rush out and apply for a mortgage and before you rush out and, and get a home under contract, I want you to take three days and I want you to think about it. And I want you to do a budget and I want you to make sure that you're going to buy the right amount because I think the decision to buy a home is always the correct one, but you've got to make the right decisions when it comes to how much you can afford, how much you're going to put down, you know, all of these things have a big play, you know, so maybe you call the mortgage company and you get some some advice, you get an idea, but I don't want you to apply For that three days while you're waiting. I don't want you to go out looking at houses for the three days while you're waiting. Uh, If it's a car, I don't want you to buy it. I want you to wait three days. When you're sitting at that dealership and you tell the sales guy, you need to go home and think about it for three days. uh, He's going to curse you and he's going to curse me because he's going to know why you're telling him that because you listen to the show. Uh, But trust me, they will always make more of that vehicle, right? There is no scarcity in vehicles. Uh, You have (laughs) the power as a consumer. And and the three-day waiting absolutely puts the power back in your hands because what you will find is uh, usually by about day two and a half, they will come back to you with a better offer uh, because they want to make sure they earn your business. So that's rule number three, uh, three-day mm-hmm. waiting period on large purchases and new credit. Uh, same thing if you're in line at a department store and they're trying to get you to sign up for a credit card, uh, you know, you're know, you going to go home and think about it for three days. The credit card will still be there. The 20% off offer will still be there. right? And so I do not want you to just sign up in line. See, I used to tell people to just not do this at all because I couldn't get them to think about it. I couldn't get them to process it, but the three-day rule fixes that. So instead of me saying, never get a department store credit card, uh, you're gonna you're not going to get it except for three days after they first offer it to you. So when they offer it to you, you say, you know what? I really need to think about this. I need to take a few days and research it. Do you have one of the little pamphlets that'll give me the details on the interest rate and the annual fee and all the details? Okay, great. Thank you. I'm going to go home and read this. And I'm going to marinate on this for three days. And if I decide I want your card, the next time I'm in here shopping, uh, I, will, I will sign up for it. I will have my little pamphlet pre-filled out, right? Or, you know, so that I, I know... Uh, I know I'm ready to go. I'm not standing in line, giving out my social security number uh, with 10 people in line behind me. And people wonder how identity theft is running so rampant. You know, we're we're giving out our social security number, date of birth and name in line uh, at the at target <laughs> so we can get a 20 percent discount. Uh, and then their systems get hacked anyway. So it all works out. Uh, so that's that's uh, we got. Uh, all right. Let's see. So moving on, we've got a three day rule. We got don't abuse credit. Don't fear it. either. Rule number five. If you know their tricks, they don't work. We talked about this, the whole point behind the point systems and the discounts is to try to trick you into overspending and spending more money and, uh, don't do it. You know, if you know the tricks, they don't work. And if you can avoid the tricks, you can make good financial decisions and you can take advantage of them. You can, you know, the, the trick that we can use as consumers is we're going to take all the free stuff you give us and we're not gonna let you earn any interest. That's our trick. That's the trick we get to use back on them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Rule number six, spread your knowledge, uh, educate your friends and family, uh, especially your children. You know, I'm on a big, big campaign right now, Rob, to to get financial literacy into schools. I've had a few preliminary meetings with our lobbyists. Uh, You know, we're putting this whole campaign together. We're going to put this whole uh, this whole program together to try to get awareness out there, to try to get people to rally behind me, uh, and let's wake up the school systems and let's try to develop a way for our kids to be taught financial literacy. Let's teach our kids uh, about how to respect credit and how to understand credit and how credit scores work and how home buying works. Uh, and how debt works and how interest works and, and all these things that they're absolutely not taught today. You know, if, if we can teach uh, you know, home economics and all this other stuff, you know, we should absolutely be teaching kids uh, about finance, about personal finance. So I'm launching this, this whole campaign for financial literacy. Uh, I am going to do whatever it takes to change this uh, mm-hmm. because our young people uh, are are not being taught. And, and trust me, some of the big financial institutions don't want them to know, right? Because, Let's go back to rule number five if you know their tricks they don't work that's and right. so when I get on the radio and say I want to teach all the dirty tricks to to the, to today's youth to America's youth there you know there's financial services guys out there cringing you know putting hits out on my life because they don't want that to happen you know because if, if they know the tricks they won't work uh, but that's important to me and so spreading your knowledge uh, educating your friends and family uh, don't be afraid to talk to your kids about this stuff I mean that that's my that is my plea to all of you listening right now is do not think your children are too young to understand these concepts because the the younger you get them comfortable and familiar with them uh, the more on top of it they will be the last mm-hmm. thing you want is their first uh, their first encounter with things like interest and annual fees and APRs to be you know their freshman year of college when they're off on their own uh, and and they want a new big screen TV for their dorm room right i mean that's that's not when you want them to learn the hard way about the repercussions of credit about the pitfalls of credit, you know, you've got to teach them. And if you look at kids today with technology, if you look at how comfortable young children are with iPhones and Android phones and iPads, and they can pick them up and they can do things with them that that sometimes their parents can't even do, and it's because they got comfortable with the concepts. They got comfortable with the ideas at a very young age. And this is so important, and this is what we need to do when it comes to credit. You know, I want to live in a world where kids are as familiar with credit scoring and how that works is they are with with iPhone games, you know, with Angry Birds, with uh, with Candy Crush, you know, that that they oh, hey, uh, you know, Bob, when I grow up, I'm going to I'm going to have a good credit score. I'm going to have, you know, two revolving credit cards that I don't hardly use and I pay off on time and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do everything perfect and I'm going to have an 800 credit score. That's my goal. You know, the, you don't hear kids talk that way because we don't expose them to it. And then all of a sudden they, they, they get older and they get off to college and their, their first exposure to credit cards uh, is is not in the right environment. It's not with the right information, right? It's They don't really understand what the repercussions are. They don't understand how expensive interest can be. I mean, if you're sitting there, you know anything about it, and they say, oh, yeah, it's a 20% APR. I mean, what does that mean? I mean what, what does that mean? You know, what's, what is that? Is that like a 20% discount? You know, no, this 20% is every year, right? Every year we're going to charge you 20%. So in five years, we'll charge you 100%. Right? You buy a $1,000 TV and in the next five years, we're going to charge you $1,000 in interest if you don't pay it off. Ouch. See, people don't explain that. They don't understand it. It just, it seems like fictitious money, right? Because there's no grasp of the long-term repercussions of credit. And so the biggest disservice we are doing to the youth today is not explaining credit to them, not explaining home buying, not explaining credit scoring, not explaining money, balancing, budgeting, right? All the things that go with it. And, and this is setting up our, our younger generation for failure. And it is, and we've got to do something about it. And and that's why I'm on this, uh, starting this campaign. I'm hoping to launch officially in the next couple months uh, to, to try to rally all of my, I think I'm up to like 200,000 listeners now, Rob, yep. you know, to rally my 200,000 listeners behind me to try to do something about this. You know, we've got a voice yeah. and we're going to use that voice mm-hmm. to try to get America's youth to be taught about financial literacy. So that's rule number six. Rule seven, own real estate sooner, not later. We've covered this a lot today. Uh, you know, real estate is, is the the greatest source of equity and wealth in this country. And, uh, it, it fits in so nicely with everything else we talk about because people almost always use credit to buy real estate. That's called a mortgage. And, uh, and when you use all the things we talk about here on the show, shopping around and knowing your numbers and waiting three days and not abusing credit, all that fits into being able to buy real estate and get a great deal on it and make a good decision with
1: it. So again, the purpose of this show is to empower you to talk to you about those everyday bills, the everyday cash and everything in your life that revolves around money and at the end of the day if you really sit back and think about it we've got our religion we've got our lifestyle we've got our beliefs in the history of our country and where it should be going but no matter where we go on either side of the aisle republican democrat independent no matter what our vocation is no matter what our beliefs are in church we're all pretty well affected the same way with money but we don't have an education about money we're not teaching our kids And we certainly never came through school that taught us much more than just balancing a checkbook. I don't ever remember going into a class where they said, when you get a credit card, it's gonna cost you 28, 29% to own that credit card. Whoa, whoever thought of us having to pay to have that plastic in our wallet? So we didn't learn. But now with Robert Palmer and Saving Thousands, we can. We've got the savingthousands.com website. We've got Saving Thousands Radio on iHeart 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We've got this radio show on this phenomenally good radio station. And wait, there's another way that Robert Palmer is reaching out to help you with consumer empowerment. You know what it is? It's the Saving Thousands app. Yeah, there's an app for that too. Now, if you go to the Play Store, simply download absolutely free the Saving Thousands radio app. And when you click on the app, you'll be able to play on demand radio shows in their entirety and shorter info modules that will help you with any category of finance you want. Pretty doggone good. Well, Robert, one of the things we really have to work on is our kids. We need to get them involved with money. And believe it or not, all this technology is actually making it harder for us to share about financial information. So what's your take on all that?
0: And yeah, again, it's, it's convenience, right? And, sure and so we've We've all gotten lazier Uh, technology you know text messaging so you know used to be you know if you wanted to to research something you had to schlep on down to the library right and check it out and then you know a little later you had to schlep over to your computer right so you had to get up off the couch and you had to go over to your computer and and type in and search and then you could laptop and you could be sitting on the couch and search well now you just pull your phone out of your pocket and you can get access to any information and this has made us lazy because we really don't have to work hard for a lot of things and so the the whole idea of monitoring the the kids and the chores and then giving them the money this is work. It's much easier to just hand them a credit card and turn them loose. But the problem is then you you lose that ability to teach responsibility. Mm-hmm. And again, it all comes down to this inherent fear of talking about money. And I I I don't I don't understand why. And maybe that's because when I was you know again when I was young, my mother was very open with me about the finances. Uh, it obviously was was good for me. It worked out very well for me but a lot of people are afraid to talk about it and and that's something i want to explore you know so if if you have a good reason why you don't think children should be uh you know shown and taught about money i would love to hear it and, and sure. not not that i want to argue with you about it i just i want to see the other side of the argument i want to know the other opinions because in my life i was always shown and i i never saw any negative of it nothing negative ever came of my mother taking that uh, effort to explain and show to me and be open with me about our finances and so I, I would love, you know, I really want to hear the opinion of people mm-hmm. who disagree with that again, not to be adversarial with you. I just, I want to understand it. Um, you know, maybe there's a, maybe there's something I'm not thinking about here, but in my mind, um, in my mind, we've, we've got to do something. We've got to do a better job of, of preparing, of preparing kids.
1: And, and you've taught us on this show, how the financial institutions are really always making it easier to pay for something. Look where we're going now, swipe your phone or go to the major amusement parks around this country or the major cruise lines and wear the bracelet. You walk into a shop. Well, that's not really money, mommy.
0: I just had them scan my bracelet. Yeah, the, the casinos perfected this. I mean, the, the casinos Chips. the casinos figured out. And I've read a lot of books on kind of the history of the gaming industry because it, it's fascinating to me uh, how how much money flows through there. And uh, it, it it's when they were using paper money, people were more cautious with it. They would think about it differently. This is you know, oh, I have a hundred dollar bill in my hand. This was X number of hours of work. You know, this is what I had to do. Where with that clay chip. The clay chip doesn't mean anything yeah. you know and, and we've been desensitized kind of the same way with credit cards with different ways to pay now uh, i'm not going to say we don't need to use those but we've got to force ourselves to be conscious and to keep up with it and to make sure we can always pay that bill off at the end of the month to make sure that we don't use credit to overspend you know we, we've got to use credit responsibly that's that's one of the key rules here don't fear it but don't abuse it either you've got to use your credit responsibly and, and the only way to use something responsibly and the only way to do that is to to practice. You know, you've got, you've got to practice, right? Mm-hmm. When, whenever we want to get good at something, we practice. And, and the earlier we start to learn it, the more we practice it, the better we get at it. And, and that's the whole key to conquering uh, financial services and personal finance.
1: If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Saving Thousands with Robert Palmer. This show is not about Wall Street. It's not about the Fed. It's not about the International Monetary Fund. It's about you, your family, the money that comes in, and the money that goes out. And I hope that you're not one of those that gets to Wednesday and says, well, I've run out of money, but I haven't run out a week. If that sounds familiar, it can seem like it's kind of funny, but it's really not. Because it's like you've got so much of something. I mean, imagine if you went to the store and you got to Wednesday and you'd already eaten up all the food. And you didn't have any food until Saturday. Well, it's really that way with money, but we just don't put it in that chapter. When we're getting our money, we should sort of plan it out, ration it out, if you will, just like we do our food. There should always be food in the cabinet. There should always be food in the refrigerator. All right. So there should always be money in the bank and we should have money in our investments. Even if it's only our home, we should have a nest egg somewhere along the way. And Robert Palmer... Is the way to get there Robert Palmer is kind of our guide he's kind of our coach and he's free he doesn't cost us a darn thing he puts all this information out there for you on the web on the airwaves everywhere you go you can access Robert Palmer's teaching and get that it's free it's just an amazing thing also the team of researchers that's saving thousands always coming up with great articles pertinent to you today here's one the best ways to find a great deal and save money not just in the grocery store, but throughout our days. Here you go. Closing a loan on the new TRID regulations. The government has new ways for us to go about our home loans. Do you know that? Do you know TRID? Well, you better do business with a company that does, or you could have a closing that may not go through. So this article teaches you all about TRID. Yeah. You got to read that article as well. Well, Robert, you've been offering a no closing cost refi. Are you still offering that?
0: Yeah, I'm glad you asked, Rob. Let's let's I talk mean, about come that. come on. Yeah, so we are. So for those of you maybe who don't listen to the show, uh, I took $2.5 million out of my advertising budget, and I allocated it to pay closing costs for people refinancing their home loan to RP Funding. All right, a lot of people are like, why would you do this, Robert? Well, why, why do I spend money on advertising? To get the word out there, to spread the word about my company. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm at a point now where most people know who RP Funding is, right? Right. But there's still people that are skeptical. And so the way I figured the best way to beat that skepticism is give people such an irresistible deal that they they have to come use us, and they have to refinance with us, right? And so what we did is we took the $2.5 million out of the advertising budget, and we stuck it over here to pay people's closing costs with, and we pay the doc stamps, we pay the intangible tax, we pay the title insurance, we pay everything, and we give you our normal... Rate sheet, rate, right? So wow. we, we don't we don't raise the rate up. We're not building this in. We're not hiding it somewhere. I'm paying the closing costs out of my advertising budget, and we are quoting you the same rate that's on our rate sheet, the same rate sheet we quote every day to people buying homes, the same rate we quote to people who are refinancing when we're not paying the closing costs. Mm-hmm. It's all the same rate. Now, here's one thing that some smart consumers have done, which I love. Well, they said, well, Robert, you're not you're not charging any closing costs, so could I, could I take some money and buy the interest rate down even further? And so what they're doing is they're—, they're, they're <laughs> They're taking the money they would have paid for closing costs, right. and they're buying discount points. And what we're finding is they're able to get the rate down by about a quarter percent. Oh, so if you want to, you know, if you want to buy the rate, so say your closing costs would have been $4,000. I'm paying that. But then they say, well, Robert, what if we took that $4,000 and we used it to buy discount points? What if we used it to permanently buy down our interest rate? How much money would that save us over the next 20, 30 years? So even if you're going to be in the home for a really long time, you may want to look at, take advantage of my no-closing-cost refi, but then buy down some discount points to get your rate even lower, below market rates, You know, to take advantage of things. So, again, I got some smart consumers out there calling in and taking advantage of this, Rob. So that's the big thing. If you know you're going to be there for a long time, it may make sense since you're not paying any closing costs. Take that money and do a permanent interest rate buy-down to buy your rate down for the term of the loan, and now you can save even more money. Mm -hmm. So there's lots of ways to save. Pick up the phone and give us a call. We'll walk you through it right now. 855-773-8634. 855-RP-Funding. That's Mm 855-773-8634. Thirty-four. They Give it like to it them slow. one time, Rob. They like right. it in your voice. There it goes. Eight five five. That's eight fifty-five.
1: Seven seven 8634 Now, Robert, on the other side of the coin, there are people who are coming to see you for the refis right now, so they can cut. The number of years on their mortgage from 30 to 15 or 30 to 10 and that way they're retiring
0: with more money in their pocket Yep. you know rob we've got people that are coming in they're cashing out their properties we had one guy he cashed out four of his properties with us at once wow. because they were all zero closing costs so he's like why wouldn't i just go ahead and do all four and get it out of the way sure and for us we processed all four files at once so i gave him an even better deal because it wasn't as much work for me oh, to get four loans yeah. done So, you know, you can cash out. You can take cash out of the property and use it to buy more real estate, to invest in the market, to pay your kids' college, whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have people coming in here and refinancing to get out of home equity lines of credit. Okay, Janet Yellen and the Fed are hinting heavily that rates are going to start going up. They're going to start raising the prime rate. When they do that, if you have a home equity line of credit, a HELOC, the rate is going to go up, the payment is going to go up. Other people have hit that 10-year mark on their home equity line of credit where the payment triples because now you have to actually start paying the thing off. Mm -hmm. For the first 10 years, you just pay the interest. And then at the 10-year mark, you have to start making payments, which triples or quadruples the payment in some cases. Mm. So we have people coming in to refinance to pay off their HELOCs and lump them in with their first mortgages, to take cash out, to take cash out of other properties they own. We have people coming in to just lower their rate. We have people coming in to lower their term. They want to go from a 30-year to a 15. Maybe they want to go from a 10-year back to a 30. We'll take you forward, we'll take you backward, we'll do whatever you want to do. And the cool thing is right now there are no closing costs because I'm paying them all. And then if you really want to get an even ridiculously stupid low interest rate, (laughs) take the money you would have spent on closing costs and use it to buy discount points and drop your rate by another quarter to three-eighths below (sighs) market. I mean, there's just so many ways to save money right now. And all you got to do is pick up the phone and give us a call at RP Funding, 855-773-8634. That's 855-RP-FUNDING, or you can visit us on the web at rpfunding.com. One more time, that's 855-773-8634
1: all right robert let me give that number one more time i'll give it to you really slow folks it's eight five five seven seven three eight six three four eight five five seven seven three eight six three four or you can apply online at rpfunding.com but if you still have questions and i bet you do just simply make the no obligation conversation at eight five five seven seven three eight six three four no high pressure sales We're not going to put your name on some list somewhere. So you, you will not be getting a bunch of unsolicited emails or phone calls. You can rest assured everything is confidential and you've become a friend with everybody here at the Robert Palmer family of companies. Well, I've mentioned the site several times, SavingThousands.com. When you go to that site, it's absolutely free and it's so easy to navigate. It really is. I'm not all that good on computers. I mean, I can go to a website, probably get the wrong one first time out, but as I go through the search engine, I've learned a little bit about finding the actual address of a site, not just the description of it. So once you go to the site, savingthousands.com, you'll know you're there because you'll see a picture of Robert Palmer. Also, above him, above his picture, is some tabs, and you can just look under the rules, the Saving Thousands rules. We'll get to those in a minute. Radio shows, those are archived to past shows, a station listing listing when and where you can hear this very show. All right, there's an Ask Robert segment. Ask Robert is actually a section that you can click on, a form will appear, you fill out the form, and everything is totally confidential, but you will get an answer back from Robert Palmer. And likely, the question that you have will kind of spur us on to a new topic for a future show. But we promise not to use your name. Also across the top of the homepage, you'll see where you can click on home value hotline and you can fill out a form, totally confidential and get the value of your home. Absolutely free with no obligation. Robert, let's go back to those
0: saving thousands rules. Uh, rule number eight, practice what you learn, always learn more. This is the the guy out there uh, still rocking the, the debit card or the check card. We've talked okay. about this. You know, I've given a lot of examples of the, the fraud, and how you can have your checking account cleaned out, which can set off a chain reaction, a domino effect that ruins a lot of other aspects of your financial life, right? And it's all because you carry a debit card. Well, I've told you to stop, but you're still doing it. And so rule number eight is you got to practice what you learn and always learn more. Because if you're not going to practice this stuff, just i mean go listen to pop music, right? Um, they're playing Britney Spears on some other station right now. You could rock out to that. If you're going to sit here and listen to me, if you're going to spend your time listening to me teach you this stuff... You got to use it. You got to put it into practice. You got to practice what you learn. That's rule number eight. Rule number nine, share your successes. So when you do, save money, right? And everybody has this, Rob, when they listen for a while and they finally go with rule number eight and they practice what they've learned and they shop around for something, right? Or they start paying attention to their numbers or they wait three days before they buy a big purchase and they realize it was going to be a mistake, right? When, When you do one of these things, right? When you learn one of the tricks, So now it can't work against you anymore, right? When you have one of these successes, you've got to share it. Because there's other people out there thinking that there is no better way, right? They don't know about the rules here on the Saving Thousands Radio Network. And if they do know about them, maybe they think they don't work. Maybe they think I'm full of crap. Who knows? So when you have a success, you've got to share it. You've got to tell people. you got to tell people, hey, yeah, I just I shopped around for my car insurance and saved a bunch of money. I shopped around for my cable bill. I threatened to shop around for my cable bill, and I saved money. Right, Rob? That's right. You know, you've got to share the successes. So when you have successes, when you put these rules to use, if you bought a house five years ago, and you've got eighty dollars or $90,000 in equity now because your mortgage went down and your value went up, Tell people about it, right? See, we we don't want to talk about this stuff. Oh, I can't. That would be bragging. I can't tell my neighbors. I can't tell my friends that I I have all this equity and all this net worth now because I bought a home. Do you understand the disservice you're doing your friend? Your friend who's still renting because he doesn't understand, because he was never taught, because he never found this radio show, right? Because he wasn't taught about financial literacy. He doesn't understand the power that comes with owning a home, the power and the equity and the net worth. And the wealth creation that can come with owning that home and you, his friend, are a living, breathing example of it, right? I, I bought a house in 2010, man, and it's gone up like 60000 in value and the mortgage has gone down and I've got this equity and I've got this wealth now and and, and my rent payment hasn't gone up. The payment's the same. You should really think about buying a home. This is the best service you can do for your friend. This is rule number nine. This is share your success. Buying a home in 2010 was a huge success. Buying a home today will be a success. Uh, but the, the, the people that we will take advice from more than anyone else is our friends and family. So if you're not telling, I want you to, if you're one of these people, if you have that success, if you understand the power and wealth creation that comes with owning real estate, with buying a home instead of throwing your money away in rent, and you have any friends or family members who are still renting, you owe it to them to share your success and to get them to change their behavior and to get them to go out and buy a house. Right, Rob? I mean, that's, yeah. I that's mean, what rule number nine is all about.
1: I look at it like this, Robert. People, when you sit around with people, they'll be the first ones to say, did you see the new movie? Have you seen this movie? Have you seen the latest car line? But they won't give them financial advice, which could help them. They're supposed to be your friends. You're supposed to want them to have the success you've got, right?
0: That's it. That's rule number nine. You've got to share those successes. And I'm talking to you right now. I'm talking to you right there, listening. Yes, you. Yes, you right now, right there, sitting in your car, listening to me on the radio. I want you to go share your financial successes with your friends. It's not bragging. It's not gloating. It's the only way you're going to help them. And you know what? You're either going to find an ally. They're going to look back and say, you know what, man, I feel the exact same way. And now there's two of you to go tell somebody else. They're going to say, you know what? I never thought of it that way. I, I didn't know that. I didn't think about the pitfalls of having a bad credit score. I didn't think about how renting is so much worse than owning a home. I didn't think about these things. And you, my friend, you just opened my eyes to this. Thank you so much. Right? That's what's going to happen because everybody wants to be financially successful. Nobody's sitting out there saying, "Man, I I hope I'm broke and I hope I'm renting when I'm <laughs> 60." Nobody's saying that. But the thing is, we don't we don't have a clear path. We don't have the roadmap. So many of us have never been taught about these things. We just don't understand. There's still people out there that think you got to have a 20% down payment to buy a house. Other people probably think they got to pay cash, right? They're driving around and say, "Man, $150,000 for a house. Where will I ever get $150,000?" They could buy that house with with $4,500 out of pocket, which is probably what they're going to use for first last and security on a on a rental, on an mm-hmm. apartment. Exactly. But they don't know. They were never taught. There was no financial literacy training in school. Not in college. No one taught them this stuff. Their parents wouldn't talk to them about it because you don't talk about money. You don't talk about finance. Wrong. You have to. You've got to share your successes. You've got to spread your knowledge. These are important things. These are important parts of this whole process. And so when your friend who hasn't figured it out on their own, When you go tell them, when you share that success and you tell them you're doing them one of the the best services ever, and you are helping them move toward financial stability and helping them move toward wealth creation and helping them move toward financial literacy and becoming a financial ninja. And that's what it's all about. That's what this is 100%. That's why I'm on the radio. That's why I do what I do.
1: The more and more people listen to Saving Thousands with Robert Palmer, the more people that are getting very interested and we're getting the landlord and buying that first home. All right and there's nothing better than starting that legacy than having that home having a place that when your kids grow up they'll be able to look back on it's all legacy and isn't that a very special place in our lives our home it's our anchor it describes us it creates a bond between us and our neighbors and it gives our whole family roots and that's what it's all about So maybe you've made that decision to buy a home so you figure you get in the car on a weekend you're going to drive around town and you've heard great things about oh this neighborhood Uh, maybe it's called um, the royal academy part of town and you pull right up royal avenue and there's the house you've always wanted oh it's perfect the kids get excited they jump out of the car they see the for sale sign they go run and look how big the backyard is mom is just imagining what the kitchen looks like and of course dad is picturing barbecues and a a man room and all that sort of thing okay well they made a mistake because what they're going to do now is pick up the phone and call that number that's on that real estate sign well wait a minute put on the brakes here we can't put the cart before the horse we got a couple of things we got to do one is if we're going to go out and look for houses well let's go ahead and go to a mortgage company let's use rule number one and shop around but let's find out what kind of pre-approval we can get how much money can we put into a home affordably? And remember it's not just the house payment for the mortgage because you've got real estate insurance, property taxes, all that entering into the house payment too every month. So you gotta figure that out. Number two, if you're gonna call the realtor whose name is on the sign, you're forgetting. He represents the seller. So if you really want to find ways to do this, keep listening to our radio shows on the Saving Thousands app, read the articles, and you'll see that there's a better way to go about it so that you are in the driver's seat the entire way. Okay, Robert, got some friends, and this has also popped up in Ask RP from time to time. You got one student in college, you have another sister or brother or both that are gonna be going to that same college in a year or so. They all have some pretty good friends. So why not buy a home in that college town and use it for one, the privacy, number two, it gives them a place to do their laundry, to eat the meals, and number three, it may pay off because you've got some real estate in a college town.
0: Yeah, I think it's a great idea, and uh, the nickname for that in the industry we call that a kitty condo. <laughs> and uh, I, I don't know where that I don't know where that came from. Kitty condo. Somewhere between junk fees and TILA and RESPA and all the jargon we throw around in the mortgage right. business, they call that a kitty condo. And uh, and, so I, and so there's two ways to do this, and one is uh, the parents just buy the home on their own, right, and, and then they just rent it to the kid. The other is you actually have the kid buy it and the parents co-sign with them. And now the kid starts to build credit and they're on the mortgage and, and the down payment is less because it. it's their, they're going to live in it. And so now you can treat it as an owner-occupied property, right? Now, the caveat is your kid has to have a credit score. They don't wow. have to have any income, right? We can do it with no income, but they got to have a credit score. And uh, so, again, this is why credit is oh so important. Wow. But I mean, think about that. You're the kid who right in college, you know, you're you're a homeowner. I mean, you want to talk about building you know, responsibility and everything else, you know, parents co-sign with you. And you're a homeowner right out of the gate. You know, I think it's, uh, I think, I think it's a cool idea. I, th- mm-hmm. I think it's definitely something that that people should consider. Uh, if I had college age kids one day, when I have, and if I have college age kids, I'll probably do, I'll probably do that. Mm-hmm. I think it's a cool idea. because if you think about it, rentals in college towns are probably the best place to have them. Uh, you know, because there's always there's always a lot of people looking to rent. Sure. You know, and you can rent two or three rooms to two or three different kids and really get a good return. Uh, I know a lot of people who have bought homes for their kids like that and then when the kid graduates they keep it and because what always here's what always happens Rob so like when your kid is a senior right you have them bring a freshman in as one of the tenants and so then they become like friends and so then then when when your when your kid moves out that that freshman now has four more years of being there and they're kind of mm-hmm. like the eyes and ears and then they recruit and so they're all, there's like this passing of the baton and so if you stage it correctly, you're only losing, like, one, you know, one student every, you know, a year. If you mm-hmm. got four bedrooms, you rent them out. Keep them all in different classes. They're you're, making the payments. You're turning one a year. And and so then the other three kind of lay their law of the land down for the new one. Where if you've got, like, four kids, you know, four college kids all come in at once, brand new, you know, they may trash the place. They don't have the same kind of respect for it. But when, when three of them have been there, one of them has been there three years, one's been there two years, one's been there one year, and then the new one comes in. They're going to show the new one, the ropes, right? The, the new yeah. tenant. And so I, I think that's that's kind of a cool idea. And then the fact that your child is one of the early people in there, you know, they're going to make sure nobody's mm-hmm. trashing the house, especially if they're on the note with you. So I think that's a cool idea. Again, we call it Kitty Condo. Uh, we'd be happy to talk to you about what that looks like. You know, if your child doesn't have the credit score, If they can't qualify to be on the mortgage, we can still, you know, we can still make it work Mm -hmm. as an investment property for you, but there's a lot of benefits when you put them on that note, the down payment's lower. Uh, It's a much easier transaction to do if the child can qualify with you, which is no income required. They just have to have credit.
1: Hey, Robert, I want to go back to what I was talking about before, when I was talking about, you know, being empowered enough to decide to buy that home and actually the steps you need to take, get pre-approved with an ironclad pre-approval. And of course, find your realtor, find your real estate agent, who will represent you might not be a bad idea to have a good attorney along the way too, because buying a home is a very, very big part of your life. But anyway, I want to go back to finding the right realtor, finding the right real estate agent that will represent you. All right. First of all, we do have a way at saving thousands and the Robert Palmer family of companies to help you find an expert in real estate that is trained right in your backyard. How do we do it? Well, it's really simple. Along the way that people have been applying for mortgages through RP Funding, which is Robert Palmer's mortgage company, well, as they're applying for loans, they are sent a series of surveys along the way. You know, how were you treated at the front desk? How did your loan officer treat you? When you got phone calls from documentation, you know, were the people courteous? Were they explaining everything they need? During the whole process, there's a lot of surveys going out. And guess what? Those surveys also include the other players in the transaction, the realtors involved, okay? The lawyers involved, the people at closing. And along the way, RP Funding has amassed a list of those realtors who are getting the best survey results. That list is never published, but that list is available to you at 855-773-8634, 855-773-8634. Robert, let's turn the channel for a minute and get back to fees mortgages and refinances, some of these fees are crazy.
0: Yeah, so whenever you put less than 20% down, or if you get an FHA or a USDA home loan, and then no matter how much you put down, you have PMI, uh, you pay this other fee. So everybody knows about interest, right? Everybody pays interest, but then some people pay a second charge, and that's PMI, private mortgage insurance, or MIP, mortgage insurance premium, depending on whether it's going to a private insurance company or the government. Uh, And that's just a big waste of money on your payment every month. And so home values have gone up considerably in the last 18 to 24 months. So what we're finding, Rob, is most people who call us now have enough equity that they can refinance their home loan, eliminate that PMI, and save hundreds of dollars. Uh, We actually, uh, one of my wife's friends just refinanced. So uh, her and her husband bought their house about 18 months ago, and uh, they did an FHA loan. At the time, they only had a 3.5% to put down. Uh, they did an FHA loan. So they, they were paying like $220 a month Ooh. in PMI. Gosh. And so now the home has gone up enough in value and they can refinance and we're paying all the closing costs. And their interest rate only went down slightly. Right. right. So I, I think maybe their interest rate went down a quarter of a percent, which usually you would not refinance to only save a quarter percent on your interest rate. Mm-hmm. However, with us paying all the closing costs, there's no cost to it. But the big kicker is... Forget the quarter percent savings and in interest. They're saving over $200 a month by eliminating the PMI God. or the MIP. It's, so again, semantics, but technically on an FHA loan, it's called MIP instead of PMI, but whatever. They're paying the mortgage insurance. They're eliminating the mortgage insurance. So they're going to save over $200 a month on top of the little bit of interest savings. And it's not costing them a dime in closing costs to do it. And, and so they're, they're I mean, it's, it's a win. It's a total win. So if you're out there and you have an FHA mortgage, if you bought a home, and you have an FHA mortgage. If you have a friend or a family member or maybe a kid, an uncle, an aunt, you know somebody who has an FHA mortgage, they need to call us because the thing is we want to get them out of that FHA mortgage. Because Rob, FHA for a long time had what I will call an egregiously expensive mortgage insurance premium. They were charging one point three five percent per year. So wow. if 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 when rates at their bottom, you know, when you could get a three and a half percent rate but then you're paying $1.35 just in the mortgage insurance. I mean, that's a third of the of the payment was the mortgage insurance. And so FHA realized that this was too expensive, and so they lowered it. They lowered it about five months ago, four or right. five months ago. Mm-hmm. But they didn't lower it for people who already had the mortgages. They only lowered it for new mortgages. So if you still have your old FHA loan for, and you've had it for more than six months, you are paying the ridiculously expensive mortgage insurance, <laughs> And if that's the case, you need to call us because we need to figure out how to refinance you either into a new FHA loan with the cheaper mortgage insurance or, better yet, which is more likely because home values have gone up so much, you can refinance into a conventional loan and you can eliminate the PMI completely— and you can do it without paying a dime in closing costs because I'm going to pay them all. I mean, is there any, is there any downside here, Rob? no downside at all. There, there, there's no way to lose, you know? And and this is why we're doing so much business. This is why mm-hmm. we're doing so much of this right now because we're, we're helping people out. We're helping them save money. And again, you know, the, the funny thing is my primary business, more of my business is purchases, people buying homes, than it is refinancing. Sure. But you will hear me talk more on the radio about refinancing because it's it's a unique situation right now, right? Rates will not always be this low. I will not always be trying to pay this two and a half million dollars worth of closing costs. And even with all I talk about it, we still do more purchase business than refinance because of the the brand we've built and people know they can count on us and that we're going to close on time and that our pre-approval is the strongest in the industry. What people don't know, and that's why I talk about it on the radio, is how much money they can save by simply picking up the phone and calling us to look into a refinance to get out of an FHA loan, no matter what your interest rate is, because you're paying the egregious mortgage insurance premium, right? Or to get into a cheaper conventional loan, maybe to get into a shorter-term loan. You want to go from a 30-year to a 15-year. You want to pay the home off faster. We can help accommodate all this. And, again, we're doing it right now with me paying all the closing costs at 855-773-8634. That's 855-RP-FUNDING or go to rpfunding.com. Give us a call. Uh, Let us show you what we can do. There's no obligation. Nobody's going to ask you for your credit card number up front. We're not going to try to hit you for an application fee. We just (laughs) want to show you what we can do to save you money. And then we're going to pay everything because I want to bribe you to move your mortgage from whoever has it now. And move it over to RP Funding because that's how I build a loyal army of people who see that we do what we say we're going to do, who see that we mean business, who see that we – when I say there's no cost, there's really no cost. When I say there's no fees, there's really no fees. And that continues to build our brand and our credibility in this market so that we can help more home buyers buy their first home and save money by not paying any lender fees – But on the refis right now, I'm paying all the closing costs. So again, 855-773-8634 is the phone number. Give us a call.
1: Hey, you know, as you talk about refis, the first thing you want to know is the value of your home. And let me tell you, we've got a great service right here at the Robert Palmer family of companies. We call it the Home Value Hotline. The Home Value Hotline. And here's how it differs from the rest of the pack. One is no one at the Robert Palmer family of companies is trying to harvest your name to sell as any kind of a real estate lead list. Number two, it's not just a computer. Matter of fact, it's not a computer that's establishing how much your home is worth. It's actually real estate professionals who are trusted by Robert Palmer, who in turn trust Robert Palmer, and they've signed up to be able to supply you with the value of your own home with no obligation. Now let's face it, a computer in California has a little chance of giving you a true evaluation of your particular home and your particular neighborhood. I mean, that computer doesn't know, like local real estate people do, that where the Beltway's going to go, okay? Where's that new shopping center going up? Where's the new schools? What's happening with that brand-new medical complex that's moving into your town? All of these things and more affect the value of your property. Local realtors who are proven, who aren't going to try to harvest your name for some list, are cooperating with rp funding and the professionals in rp funding it makes a good team and they come up with your home value there is no obligation and you need to be equipped with the most precise evaluation of your home whether you're going for a refi or if you're going to sell it somewhere down the road so you can trust the home value hotline 866-222-8231 use it you'll be glad you did hey robert Let's take a sentimental look back at how this all began. When you first started this company and this radio show, there weren't a lot of believers out there, buddy.
0: Yeah, right. You know, before we get into that, I got a question. You know, When you first came on the radio with me, right? I mean, because you were a radio guy, you know, and I come on, Mm -hmm. I'm the financial guy and I'm like, all right, you know, we're going to I'm going to come on the radio and I'm going to tell people all these hidden secrets that that, that financial services companies try to use to take advantage of them. You're a radio guy. I mean, what what were you thinking those early shows? When I mean, you first came on well, walk, like, walk me through it, man. When
1: you first came on the air and I was your host uh, up in Orlando, I couldn't figure out where you were going with all this and and at first I was going, I'd say to the board operator when you'd leave the room I'd say, "All right, no lender fees. He's the only guy doing this in town. Something's wrong here. I I wonder if he'll be here a year from now." And here we are seven years later doing radio still together. And we've got a great future ahead of us as we're adding more stations because you came in with a combination that worked. But early on, I think everybody in town, I think everybody in the mortgage industry, I think most listeners were going, wait a minute, this is totally different, and most people, when they hear something totally different, totally brand new an initiative, they kind of shy away at first because they don't know how you could make that happen. And so then I saw you come to fruition and all these years later, I'm going, it worked. It's a big company, but it's still a company that cares. And you always did. But I thought, here comes a guy that's supposed to be talking about mortgages. And arguably, for the first six or seven months, we hardly ever talked about mortgages. We talked about financing. We talked about how to build up your money. And in the end run, that's how you get a house.
0: That is. But most is.
1: people didn't understand where you were going with it. And that that is part of your brilliance, that you kind of went with this way, and you became customer-oriented, knowing that uh, what I didn't know at the time— was that mortgage companies are not very consumer oriented. Yeah, They have the realtors they deal with. They have the builder they deal with, but they're they're really not there to say to the customer, let me walk you through this step-by-step.
0: Step. I call them vampires. <laughs> I, you know, I, I refer to the mortgage industry as a whole as, as being vampiric, as in like a vampire, because it's like they want to suck the, the life and every penny out of every customer mm-hmm. they get. And it just it used to drive me crazy. So, yeah, Rob, one of the things you mentioned, one of the things you said you learned early on was was about when you pay your credit cards, when you pay those bills off. And and so one of the things that people I don't think understand is most credit card companies, like 95% of all credit card companies, they only transmit your balance to the credit bureaus, the people who generate the credit scores one time a month. And when that is, is when your statement comes out. So if you think about the way that most of us use a credit card, even if we are the responsible person who's going to pay it off, when do we pay it off? After we get the statement in the mail. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is you go out there and you put a thousand dollars on your credit card, hypothetically, right? Let's go say you put a thousand bucks on your credit card and then the statement comes out on the third and then you mail them a check and you pay it off. Well, then you put another thousand dollars on your credit card. And so the statement comes again on the third of the next month and then you send them a check and you pay them off. Well, the credit bureaus never know you paid them off because all they keep getting from the credit company is the transmission on the day the the statement came out. So to the credit company, you always owe $1,000 on this card. In your mind, is zero because you pay it in full every single mm-hmm. time you get a statement. But the credit bureaus don't know that because they only get the transmission one time a month, and that's when the statement comes out. So a, a quick way for people to boost their credit score is to send that check in a few days before the statement comes out. So today we can all log in online, and we can see how much is owed on our cards. Mm-hmm. And so what I do is I log in two days before the statement comes out. So if I know my statement comes out on the third of the month, I'm logging in on the first. And I pay it in full. So when I get my statement in the mail, it says you owe zero. Minimum payment is zero. And just by paying it a couple days earlier, now the transmission that's going to the credit bureau is saying zero instead of $1,000, which can have a huge impact on your credit score. Mm.
1: Well, I hope you're learning from Saving Thousands with Robert Palmer. Think about that. We do this every single day. (laughs) It's great. Can you imagine a job? I'm not sure what you do for a living. And I hope that you're having fun doing it. They always say... If you have fun doing something, it's not a job. Well, imagine all of us here at Saving Thousands and the entire Robert Palmer family of companies. I can't think of a luckier bunch of people except maybe all oh, those who work up at the North Pole were crying out loud. We have fun. We cannot wait to come to work every day. And, and as for me, when I'm out having dinner someplace, maybe I'm, I'm sitting in a restaurant and talking to the people at the next table or the next chair if, if I'm in the lounge. I often talk about how fun it is to work for Robert Palmer. And they'll say, well, what do you guys do? Well, one of the things is, is we empower you. We pass along great information. We give you the tools to work with. We talk about things that normally people do not discuss in public. Money's one of those taboo things. Oh, we've got talk shows now on TV that talk about things that would have made our grandmother and grandfather blush. Wow. Or shut off the TV. But now all that stuff is open except money. of funny we just don't discuss money what we do right here and if you like saving thousands if you like the education you're getting from us well go to the SavingThousands.com and look up station listings and then as you travel throughout this year maybe you're traveling through the holiday season maybe during the fall you're just heading from the south up to the north to look at the beautiful leaves or you're in the changing leaves and you want to come south and enjoy the warm waters wherever you're going you will find a station that is playing saving thousands with robert palmer so go online go to station listings right there at the SavingThousands.com website and you'll find a listing of where we are it's a great map it shows you what states we're in and also if you can't get us wherever you are if you're in a state where there's no radio station playing us you can always go to iheart and put in robert palmer well robert earlier in the show we were talking about refis we've got some new listeners that are just tuning in and you're actually writing checks You were writing the checks to cover the closing cost. There's a lot of people out there that are wondering, how in the world can you afford to do that?
0: I would have written the check to the TV station and the radio station and the post office and to Google and the billboard company. Instead, I'm writing the check to the local county tax collector's office and the appraiser and the title company on your behalf so you don't have to. So I'm writing the same amount of checks. This $2.5 million, I was going to spend one way or the other. I was either going to give it to the media companies, now I'm going to give it to you. So I didn't I didn't lose anything. I, well, what I lost is the advertising, and that's why I'm banking on the fact that the word of mouth we are getting from all the customers, like John, who had a great experience and wanted to tell everybody at the table at Kobe how great of an experience he had. Right? <laughs> I mean, me. this was he was an awesome guy, Rob. I was so excited. I was so excited to meet him. And two, we're we're keeping his mortgage. I double checked that. Like you know, we're not selling his mortgage off yes. right now. We're keeping like 95 of our conventional mortgages. We're keeping almost all of them. There's very rare instances where we're not keeping a loan. Uh-huh. So we're keeping. Like 95% of our conventional mortgages right now, uh, but it was just so great—great great to meet somebody who listens to the show and who had done business with RP Funding. Really made my night. Uh, Jill and I had just gotten back from vacation. We were doing a late dinner. I've got like a full beard right now because we were out of town, mm-hmm. and uh, and so he he almost didn't recognize me. My voice tipped him off. Uh, but yeah, it was really it was really cool to meet to meet a listener, and he was he was a really great guy, awesome guy. They so have
1: like nine people around that table, and they're supposed to be watching the guy chop the egg
0: into in the air and all that. Yeah, but
1: no, they're listening to a commercial right. about R. B. Funding right. from somebody they'd never met. So what I would tell you That's is, so J- great.
0: John earned his piece of the two and a half million dollar advertising sure budget. You know, he 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 told everybody at the table it was the real deal. You know, and and I think one of the ladies is maybe already called in to refinance. I mean, so it, that I, I can <laughs> see it working. Now again, does it work better if I happen to be at the table? Sure. But I can see it working regardless. So, you know, know, don't don't miss this. This is not a completely benevolent gesture on my part. You know, I am giving this, I'm moving the $2.5 million in my mind from one advertising medium to a different advertising medium. Instead of giving it to traditional broadcast media for advertising, I'm giving it to clients. And those clients then have to become my advertising team, my word of mouth team. They've got to spread the word. So that's the bribe. That's the deal. I will pay all your closing costs when you refinance if you will then go tell all your friends how great it was.
1: But did you have to break this to your company by doing it live on radio and you hadn't told your company yet?
0: I, I did. Yeah. So we, we told that story. So I, when I, when I came up with this idea, uh, I decided I would, I would roll it out on the radio live at 8am on a Saturday morning, uh, instead of telling my chief operating officer, any of my executives. And and it was actually, it was Ingrid's birthday, uh, the weekend that we rolled it out. And so poor Ingrid almost had a heart attack as she was listening to the show and I'm rolling out this plan to take two and a half million dollars out of the advertising budget, cancel the billboards, cancel a bunch of TV commercials, and give that two and a half million dollars to my clients instead when they refinance their home loan over to RP funding. Uh but in the end, it's it's been great. She's well, now she listening to the show. Show oh, she yeah, she she's always <laughs> listening to that. We're gonna have to get her on the show one day, Rob. Oh, we're gonna get it. her on here as a guest. So that's the deal. If you wanna if you wanna be part of that uh Robert Palmer's advertising army, uh, I'm willing to bribe you to do that. Just give us a call at 855 773 Eight six three four Refinance your home loan RP funding today, and I will bribe you by paying all of your closing costs out of my advertising budget uh, so you can be a part of the RP Funding Advertising Team. 855-773-8634. Let me pay all those closing costs. Let me save you thousands.
1: Okay, Robert, we're going to wrap it up from there. Folks, don't forget, the radio shows are on the radio throughout the South. We have a lot of stations that play us only on weekends. We've got a lot of stations that play us only during the week, so check it out on the station listings. Also, great, informative, easy to read short articles at savingthousands.com. Replays of this show at savingthousands.com. Info modules on savingthousands.com. Ways that you can break down every area of finance and research them very easily. You can also on your smartphone, download the Saving Thousands radio app and listen to shows just like this one, wherever you are, and wherever you get Wi-Fi and the internet. It's that simple. So, there's a million ways that you can continue to save thousands with Robert Palmer.